Uh, hello. Hi. We're, uh, we're back in less than six months, which is an improvement. We're uh, trying to record an episode, uh, what, when was the last time we did it? Like uh, December. Ago? December. But I don't think we... we... It, it took a while to yeah. get it out, yeah. Yeah. That won't happen again. of getting another episode out pretty quickly, um, I think we wanted to talk about uh, kind of like our life hacks, the way we save time. So right. make more time to do things like record a podcast. Our productivity hacks, our life hacks, <laughs> call them whenever you want to call it. Yeah. How do we optimize the stuff that we want to do? Um, so yeah, I guess to start, like, what do you think, uh, how long is your commute to work, Jeff? Um, I'm about like 30 to 40 minutes. Um, I take, I, I walk for about 10 minutes and then okay. I take a train for about 10 minutes and then I have about another 10 minute walk. Okay. Um, cause you're commuting to FIDI now? Yeah. I'm going, okay. I'm going downtown, but I mean, it's, it's about the same. It's not, yeah. the, the, the difference is the train rides a little bit longer right. and the walks a little bit shorter on, okay. on the other end. Um, but like I kind of thought about this recently just because when I, when I changed up my commute, um, I had to like learn, relearn all the optimal and most efficient places to get on the train right. so that I could get up the stairs the fastest <laughs> right. and not have to deal with the crowd of like the, like it's the... Is the crowd like a pretty big like block of like traffic in, in this station? Like which station is it by the way? Yeah, so, so it's, the, it's the, the World Trade Center like okay. path station and the, the train's generally pretty full. And like they've been doing a lot of construction, but even when before like like construction, it's, it's just a lot of people that need to get upstairs. Right. Um, they have these two escalators and like one staircase. So there's like three, maybe the fourth one is opened. There's not a ton of like ways to get up, and then there's a lot of people. So there's there's right. I I, I kind of had to quickly figure out <laughs> where to get in on the train. So that when I can get out of the door of the train, I could be the first person up the escalator. Otherwise, I could I literally could lose like five minutes just <laughs> waiting, waiting to kind of get around as to get up there. I'm right. not gonna be, I'm not gonna be mean and just try to like push shove shove people around because everyone wants to get up. But right. I tend to like just to move faster. Like there's a lot of people who it's kind of like the do you skip left, stairs right? when you walk up the stairs quickly or do if you, I can? No, yeah. but, I don't, but, I, but it's all escalators for this. So so I, I actually try to I go to the left and I'm walking up the escalator okay. every time. Yeah, I'm one yeah. of the, the walkers kind of. And I, I, I don't know, I, I, I have to calm myself when, when, when somebody is standing to the left and I can't walk <laughs> around them. And it's like, breathing but yeah, like part of me is like, oh, come on, get out of the way. But yeah. then other was like, oh, it's like, what's well, fine. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, like, it's like, what am I, what's the rush? What's the, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just to get to work. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I, uh, it's, it's funny because the, the exit that I get off at, which is like Spring Street on the ACE line, like, there is totally like a bottleneck at the stairs because there's two exits, one at the way front of the train and then one at the like the middle of the train. But everybody like has to funnel through these two exits that are the stairs are only wide enough for about two people. Yeah. No, so, I, I, I've, I've taken that train, too. And, and, and thank goodness nowadays 
the alarm doesn't go off for the, the emergency oh exit door. Oh my god. When they, I don't know. Yeah, do you when remember they that doing days? that? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The MTA like put a kibosh on like the yeah. alarms. Yeah. Because, because when people because there'd be so many people and they would have that turnstile that you had to get through. Yeah. Like yeah. the one like, it's like the hu- yeah, it's like the, I call it the human the, cheese grater. Because yeah. it just like it runs through itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so people would just go to the door and but the doors open and it's running that like ridiculous alarm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. But you really have to stand in the proper spot or else you it, it like you said it could add like five minutes to your commute um so did you install this app or did you i just, actually don't just, own the app I, it's, it's just something i talk about because right it's something that i've just always done like it, it's just been a natural kind of thing that i've always like felt like 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 because i mean you're standing around waiting for a train right and it's like one of those things that i would think about it's like oh hey like um, I know at the other end of this train, I'm going to have to get out, and there's there's all these people in crowds, and so <laughs> right. so so like it, it, like I don't go to a ton of different stations, so I just kind of learned it, and then and yeah. like I, then when I found out it was an app, I was like, oh, this that's is like great. Some, yeah, yeah this, this is something that that I've already just kind of done. And yeah, because you take the you take the train to the same station, like you learn within like three yeah. three trips, like whether yeah. this is a good or a bad spot to stand, and. No, so the app is called Exit Strategy, and it's actually by the guy who started Time Hop. It was his first app. Oh, was it really? Yeah, oh, I didn't realize the same, same person. Oh, I think okay. his name's Jordan. Uh, okay. We'll put it in the show notes. But um, <laughs> it's yeah, he, it was like the first app that he did, and it's like a huge download because it has all of the subway maps um, like compressed into this one app. And basically, it'll tell you. You give it your source station and your end station, and it'll tell you like where you should stand on. Um, like on the platform and which train you should get into to optimize your exit. And it's called, you know, exit strategy. Um, and it's amazing. It's life changing. Like I, I, I started to use it on my commute and it, it really does. It shaves off like so much time just standing and waiting for people to file through the exit, you know, go through those little turnstiles or whatever. Um, and it, it really, it has every stop like on all of the, um, like all the subway lines and everything like that. Um, and it's great. I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I kind of always felt like I'm always looking for the most efficient, kind of fastest way of doing things. It's just like, I guess, just in my nature. Right. Like, when I used to have a, a driving commute, um, bef- this is probably, like, early on when I, after I graduated college, before, like, iPhones existed. Right. Um, or smartphones, for that matter. And I remember uh, there was, like, a day or two in work at, like, after, at, like, at, sometimes when I would be there. And I, I would like Google Maps is new, so it wasn't it was like brand new. Like right. it was incredible. You could drag this thing. It wasn't like MapQuest where you had the up, down, left, right, like on the <laughs> and, and sides of the map. And I would just spend some time trying to find a different route to get to the office because where I worked had the convergence of like six highways. Oh, wow. So everybody's trying to like kind of connect from one to another so it just makes this huge area of huge gridlock right so there are just like this even just like side streets and stuff where i i would like like okay let me let me just try this one this time and in the end uh, there there would be different routes where i'd be moving but it would take the exact same amount of time. It, it would it would have to go around and through through, through certain neighborhoods. So like longer distance, but you'd always be moving. So it's the well, same. Well, I mean, it, it would be stop and go in that in that it would be stop signs through residential areas, uh, okay. and kind of that, that that kind of thing. But yeah. like it, it's it's I don't know like it's it's less. I'd get less anxiety sometimes than just being on the highway of like the stop and go because. Um, because of all the the convergence, like just like uh, people getting on, people getting off at the different highways. Right. Interesting. Yeah, like I feel like when I when I was driving to work, I never really tried to optimize it. And, but but as soon as like I started working in New York City and the whole subway thing, like I, I feel like 
there was just I, I was very I was more cognizant about like the the, the waiting time that I had mm-hmm. to do and it and I was kind of like like this could be better like how do I optimize it and I've tried a bunch of different lines like on my commute to to and from work and really it's it's almost you have to adjust in real time because there's a lot of stuff like in New York especially that can like throw off your commute like if there's a delay on one line it might be faster to walk across town and take another line uptown or yeah. you know uh, like things like that make it really like interesting and actually the app city mapper which is another great like navigation app uh, will tell you it'll send you push, no- push notifications for like real time train delays um, and it'll actually also do kind of like an exit strategy thing where it will tell you um, where you should stand on the train depending on like your trip, like where you're getting off and things like that. Um, so it's a, a, that's another pretty awesome app. Um, but I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you have to really work on like adjusting in real time when you're commuting in New York um, just because there, there's so many things that can yeah. go wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And ultimately, like the it seems like the pattern is the the smaller, like the less transfers you have to do, like the, the fewer transfers you have to do from line to line, um, the the faster it's going to be. So even if there's like walking across town, uh, the the time spent is actually going to be probably waiting for the next train if you're going to transfer. It's got it's kind of like what I was talking about before, like while driving. Like I might go on these back roads, and it takes exactly the amount of time. But the fact that you're moving and you're doing something, you're making progress, feels better than standing on a platform waiting for that next train. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like even if the train is running at slow speeds, like the the four five line are notorious on the east side for like you know running at half speed at rush hour but it's still going to be faster than like taking like an, a west side line up and then having to transfer to like another train or transfer to a bus or something like that um, but then there's also other things to consider like if it's raining you know sure, like, yeah, you maybe might want to stay underground yeah, yeah. exactly yeah you know if, it, if it's shitty weather and there goes our clean tag again if it's crappy <laughs> if it's crappy weather um, you know you might want to stay underground longer um, so it, it's all kind of about like knowing the route and like adjusting in real time and stuff like that um, so yeah <laughs> that's commuting and you know we we all put that much thought into it I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, like, I guess I feel like a little bit of a, a life hack also is I, I feel like a lot more fortunate to be uh, not drive because I, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't mind driving while I was do, commuting while I was doing it, but I think like these days I definitely prefer just mass transit in general, just because mm-hmm. I feel, don't. I feel like I can shut off my brain and like just do like other oh, yeah. things, like like for example, listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you might be doing that now. <laughs> Um, or, or if, if I have time just to start reading something on the phone or Kindle or something like that and kind of like, if it, if it takes a little bit longer, like whatever, like I'm, I'm, right. I'm kind of like consumed by something else. I'm not just like feeling anxious, like oh, how, when's the next thing, the train going to come or what's, what's happening now? Like, yeah. Also it's, it's a lot more efficient, you know, like both in like the eco efficiency, like it's a lot more green to take mass transit. But it's also like, you know, if you think about the amount of people that it moves, you know, every day and everything like that, it's a lot better than if we had the same amount of people driving cars or if we had, you know. It's, it's, it's definitely true because of the density. But then, like, sometimes, like, when I, when I look for, like, directions where I need to get from, like, say, like, where I'm in, in New Jersey to Brooklyn. Right. Um, it's hilarious, particularly on the weekend. Like, it oh, will, yeah. Because it's, it's two rivers you have to ca- cross. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple train lines in the MTA and, and, and like say the path yeah. I'm, which I'm taking and it might take over an hour but the total distance traveled is like four miles <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like you're a runner you could run yeah. that yeah. <laughs> yeah. no totally it's, it's also kind of like a funny rule that it takes like three to four times as long to go horizontally in, in New York City and surrounding yeah. areas than it yeah. does vertically 
because um, like all of the subway lines run up and down, but yeah. only like two or three of them run side to side. Um, but yeah, like it, it is kind of crazy. Like when you think about it, in uh, car terms, it's like oh yeah, it's like a five four, minute, yeah, yeah four like four miles. miles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like why? Yeah, you just yeah, but if it's in the winter, you just get warm, like, and then you're there. You know, like, no, that's that's totally true. It, it does kind of it puts a lot into perspective when you think about the actual distance that you travel. But I mean, like if you just imagine the number of people that are that are in New York all had a car and were trying to go those four miles. Oh like, my yeah, God. You it would, would yeah, take you probably there wouldn't be double. enough space. Yeah, yeah probably wouldn't even have enough space for all those cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's crazy. There's a there's an image that we'll I'll try and find for the show notes, but there's an image about like moving a hundred people with cars and then the paint under it is moving a hundred people with bikes and then moving a hundred people with a bus and then moving a hundred people with like a light rail. And it's amazing, like the amount of the, the amount of space just gets more and compressed, compressed, compressed. Like the better the mass transit is, and in terms of getting people from point A to point B, it's way more efficient. Yeah. But for an individual trip, it might be like a little bit longer, or a little bit tougher to get from A to B. But I think it's you know you're doing good, I guess. Did you see in? Um I guess this was probably a while ago, and 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 Wired, I think Wired's uh, had an article about a study that or a proposal that some people in London had to that they were like that the 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 underground or their subway would be a ton more efficient if they replaced the trains with a series of moving platforms, people movers. Really? Where so each you'd still have all the same stations, but then you you get rid of the train tracks, and then you have like those people movers that are in airports. Okay. Where it's like a long distance where it's just kind of moving. Yeah. And then the the the. The, there would be like three or four lanes, and the lane closest to the platform would move the really slow, so you could you could walk onto it without much trouble. Okay. And then the the lane all the way to the outside, you can incrementally step into, would be the <laughs> fastest. No way. So so if they just <laughs> continuously ran like these like these types of platforms, yeah. and they kind of were going like that way, like the the volume uh, would be would would be a lot better because. You'd be uh, utilizing those tunnels because right now, when there's not a train in the tunnel, it has no consumption. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, if you you had like huh. this continuous system that like kind of does like you'd be able to move a lot more people a lot more efficiently. Wow, that's crazy. Well, it's a funny. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Put it, I'll look for the article to put it to dump it in the show notes. Please, got yeah. a, lot, a lot of things for it, but like that's it's fascinating. <laughs> but I, I can only imagine how terrible. The delays would be when they have to do any sort of maintenance oh work because the if, whole yeah like, whatever broke down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess each one of those like platforms would need to be like an independent system. So like the the slowest one might not be running, and oh then like the middle God. one you'd have to like so, hop between them. Yeah, <laughs> you have to like jump over the medium one to get to the fast <laughs> one. Oh man. Yeah, that could get fun. It looks like it's like a Jetsons kind of idea. Yeah, like, that's it's, it's very it's yeah. very futuristic. But did they did they talk about like if that. Like, do they? What do they? Do they talk about like the efficiency of it, or are they just? Yeah, it's mostly around the the efficiency of of the consumption, the usage of the of the tunnel when there's not a train in it. Because yeah. right now, when you think about all the space and the buffer for it, you can't have anything for it. And there's and then there, it causes all these people to wait in the station. So if anybody can just always walk into a platform, right? And you're on the platform and it's going through the tunnel. It's always kind of like kind of like uh, running, and you're you're using the tunnel at all times. Huh. Would there, yeah, because I mean, like, I want, I'm sure there's times, you know, during like the late hours at night or something where there might not be somebody like using the tunnel, but I guess this thing would still be running. I mean, I mean like, right now, like in London, they, they, they shut, it shuts down at like, well, that's true, yeah. yeah. I think so, there, I think there's a proposal to run one of the lines 24 7. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. sure which one it is. I, if, 
if I had to guess, I think it was like the Piccadilly oh, line. That's but um, yeah, there is like I don't know if it's it, it actually got approved or not. But I remember seeing like people saying like, oh yeah, we you know this is a proposal to have it run twenty four seven, and it's just the one line to start. But then it would I guess maybe go to the rest of the lines or something. Well, from what I understand, like New York's the only subway in the world that can run 24 hours because it has two tracks in each direction. Right. Like, all the other ones have to shut down. Like, in London, like, for the most part, it needs to shut down because there's only one track in each direction, so they, they have to have the time to do the, the main track maintenance. Right, yeah. So it's open 24 hours. I guess there's parts of the London that might have two in each direction. Yeah, either that or it was a very small mm-hmm. section of the track that, like, could actually be open 24 hours. Like, I don't think it would go end-to-end, um, yeah. but it would just be, like, kind of, like, maybe the small, like, the busiest stations at that time or something like that. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but, yeah, yeah. like, because I, I remember... Uh, yeah, when I was in London, the it, I think like the last train was right around midnight or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then they would they would close it up and it would open up the next morning at like five or four o'clock or something like that. But yeah, you know, like I don't know, like like I feel like in London or other places where where the mass transit closes, like even though we have twenty four hour mass transit in New York, like I, I feel like I've gotten old and bitter and just enough to. Just be like, you know what? I'm not, I'm just gonna take an Uber now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna what, take an yeah, Uber. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I do that. Yeah, I do that too. I, I think most people will jump in yeah. a cab or something. Or yeah. After a certain hour, it's just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take an Uber. Because like, because well, because after a certain time, like the trains run like so infrequently. Yeah. Like, it, it's not even. It's almost less convenient to stand and wait. You know, for like eight, nine, maybe ten minutes for a next train, and yeah. then. And then one that would be running express is running local, so you have to stop like five or six more times, Ooh. and then it's, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, and like even even like like uh, on the weekend, I'll, I'll I'll use it and trust it, but like you never, I feel like I'm never really sure what's running on what, like different lines. Oh, yeah. are gonna, I mean, because that goes just to, goes back to the same thing where they have to have the, the maintenance time so they can they can still run the system, right. but they have to like close off certain sections of track to actually do the work on it. Yeah, almost every weekend, like at least in New York, they're doing some kind of maintenance on most of the lines and you have to sort of adjust your transit plans to, you know, coincide with what's actually being worked on and what's not and things like that. Yeah, like it's a, a what the the big uproar about um about the L train oh, possibly yeah, shutting the, down. The, yeah, yeah, the L train. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Though I saw something today that said they won't even start until 2018. Yeah. So it gives all the people that, you know, just started a little bit their of lease. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all the people that are leasing in Brooklyn will probably, their lease will expire before they actually but start I, working I mean, on like, it. I mean, like, that's one of the things that kind of just goes to show, like, these like these lines, like, the capacity that, that's on them is, like, it, it, we're... We're getting more people into the city, like a lot more people are moving in, but the the, the total capacity of all these lines of rush hour is 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 there that's it. Like they're, yeah. they're moving as many trains as they can safely through those tunnels. It's like right. so where where what happens to all these people? What happens? Like it's it's like is this more people? It's, 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 they just stand on the platform. Yeah, like, I guess it just like pushes it off further. Yeah. Uh, into like until you can get a train like later in the day. Well, so what also stinks like about New York is the the twenty four hour system is both kind of like a pride and it's also a crutch because. The art, like the New York City, like transit system is really old, and yeah. like they one of the they, oldest. They yeah. could really, yeah. they could really use, like they could win a lot, but they upgraded it, right? Yeah. But that's part of the problem. Like we can't shut it down for longer than like a weekend or something like that um, to actually do some work on it. So everything, all the maintenance on it is very like piecemeal. It's just kind of like patch this, yeah. make sure this doesn't blow up, like things like that. And the the MTA actually put out a video not so long ago. Um, another thing we'll dump in the show notes. <laughs> 
Um, but the video was uh, about how the, the lettered lines um, haven't been upgraded to this new system that uses like modern technology. Like the right. the current system is just a, is a system of like levers and pulleys. Oh yeah. That uh, sections off the track that when the train runs over it, it knows that it's on it, and then uh, it opens. Essentially, the gate opens it to, to switch the signal to allow the train to go into it. And I think it's, it's actually built in, in such a way. It's actually like a marvel of like, like that this was a hundred-year-old system before right. any sort of electronics that was done with just levers and cables and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that is like incredibly safe. Oh, it's amazing. Incredibly yeah. safe. And um, they, but they, it's like billions of dollars that they wanted to spend to, to upgrade it, to take out all this whole, this whole system and replace it with an electronic system that actually would get more volume through the tunnels because like right. the system right now is, is is set up so that there's like different sections of track that when a train enters it it closes off a buffer one and then so a train is not possible going into the section before like behind it right and then it has to move out of the section and then it will open up the the section the following section that a train behind it can get into it yeah but those sections are really big so if if you did it like um smarter with like like a with actual like computer systems, you can make those sections a lot smaller and I think, still have it just as safe. Yeah, I think the L train is like currently running on this new system. Yeah, the, it's like, the like the I think the numbered line, the numbered lines are getting it too. Okay. They've gotten it like the the six, like the four, five, six. I think have oh, it. Oh, have they really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard like the seven, maybe two, because that's like a newerish line. Yeah, but like uh, most of all, I think I'm not sure if the L has the brand new one or it's like a halfway because okay. like like, a, like I think I read like a like it might have been like a like a Reddit um, comment thread where people were talking about like, like, cause like there's one, I think maybe the one has like an in-between one where it still uses old style signals, but has um, updated tracking to give um, train countdown timers. Yeah. 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 Cause like, yeah, the numbered lines at the actual, at the platform you can see like, oh, there's like one in two minutes, there's one in three minutes and something yeah. like that. But one of the things that the MTA says about like a lot of the older lines is that it just, it, they can't put those things on because they, they, they don't know. Right, they, yeah. they, they, they kind of have an idea of what section each train is in, but they, they, they don't know. Yeah, they can say <laughs> like, I think on the lettered lines they can say like, oh, like there's a train one station away, but they only know because like yeah. it was signaled at the last yeah. station, but they yeah. have no idea in between yeah. like, or if there's a delay, like they the train's just sitting in between the two stations, they can't actually actually um, like tell you where in between and things like that so the, the the video like it shows the control center for like these lettered lines with this old school systems and then right. it's like it looks like a museum with like the electronics <laughs> that they're actually using for yeah. it yeah like old uh, like operator stations yeah. like back in the early telephone days <laughs> yeah and it, it, but I mean like the, the, one of the things they make they, they say is like it's it's definitely like incredibly still safe like I mean it's, oh, it's yeah. still like but it's but it's a hundred year old technology and they're like refurbishing things they, they have to like manufacture things that just they yeah, don't have parts yeah because they have to it. make yeah. these parts because yeah, no nobody else has them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no it's it's kind of crazy because yeah, I guess most other transit systems are at least more updated than ours. But I guess it, it's a balance, though, because, like, if... Um, one, well, for one thing, not, like, a lot of times people don't want to put up the money to make that full conversion. Right. Because um, it's just incredible, billions of dollars oh, to do absolutely. it. Absolutely. And then, and then in order to do it, they have to sh start shutting down stations to, to actually transition it. So no, And nobody wants to have those... That no. have the train the stations shut down because everybody's so reliant on it. Right. It's, it's, a, it's an incredibly, like complex problem just because 
everyone's used to all the stations being open all the time and it's like oh if i live next to you know like 77th street and they close it down for like a year and a half like what am, what does that say for me yeah. like i gotta walk all the way down or all the way up and um yeah it's it's totally and it's one of those like also on top of everything it's one of those like thankless jobs where like, oh yeah you know like so much so. everybody just gets pissed when the the one the train's not running but they don't like count their blessings when it's actually running and like everything's functioning in this incredibly you know crazy complex station and uh platform in line like they're all working perfectly and everyone's like oh yeah i got on the train and i got off and that was it but um yeah yeah, Tra trains. <laughs> They're crazy. Um, um, so I felt like that was a little bit of a tangent. That oh, we totally. Got our, but I loved it. I love talking about it. Yeah, mass transit's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what what else do we have uh, in terms of life hacks? In terms of like finding a little bit of extra time that technology has kind of gotten us. Yeah. Um, Jeff, do you like to use like emoji in texting and chatting and everything like that? Um, I feel like it's only really, um, it's, I've only really started to embrace it a little bit more in the last like year or two. I, feel, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm far behind in, the, in terms of the rest of the world. Well, uh, like rewind a little bit. Do you remember when you had to install an app, an app to get like the emoji keyboard? Um, no, because I wasn't really you using emoji. <laughs> I wasn't really using emoji. So like there. back on like, <laughs> I think it was iOS 6 or 5 and anything before that, you actually had to download and install an app. And what the app did was it, I think it enabled like a new language basically, which was, you know, like uh, something that apps, the one of the things that apps could do back then. Um, they couldn't really do much else actually. But uh, after that, you could go to your settings and like you could turn on like a new keyboard language and it was like emoji. Right. And it was all of these characters that I guess Apple had implemented like I don't I don't really know. I mean, there's a standard. I mean, it's like, yeah, like it's, yeah, it was yeah, it was yeah, Unicode, yeah. but it yeah, was yeah. like it was still the same like faces and like hands and stuff that we see now. So okay. I guess like I guess somebody at Apple like illustrated all these emoji and that was like what you typed with. Um, but you had to install a specific keyboard to actually get these emoji and and then after iOS like six or seven or something, they actually built it in so you could actually enable it without yeah, installing some shady the, app or something. Like around that time is when I actually started using it more. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just still if I if if, if in this the rare event that I wanted to do something, I'd just still go like emoticon style. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, and I guess like now the emoji are like pretty common now. I yeah. Mean, like what what I think really helped them pick up was when like web apps started supporting them. Yeah. Um, like Twitter, Facebook. Well, Facebook still kind of like half supports them, um, but like definitely like Twitter and things like that. And and now like with I also like the rise of people using like mobile apps as their preferred way to tweet or to use Facebook or something like that. It makes it a lot easier um, because before I guess Mac OS. I guess 10, 10, 7, I think, you couldn't even type emoji into, yeah. into like a, a desktop computer. Um, and, and I think um, the emergence of like, um, like the more rich chat clients that a lot of us use, like, right. like Slack and, and HipChat and um, what else is that? Whatever else is. is WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. Um, yeah. Has really kind of set it to embrace. Like, like I don't know, we, I use Slack a lot and, like they even have like a reaction um, for each given comment because like a lot of times like a natural conversational kind of thing is somebody would say something and people would react by typing in an emoji as like an actual comment. But then if they the emoji came 
a couple of lines after the original comment, it looks really out of context, and it kind of right. messes up. Like if you're trying to actually figure out what um, what was being transpiring. So like having that reaction, being able to like on this particular line and like put the emoji in there, it may also makes it easy for people to kind of like one up it and just hit it and like right, say, and, yeah, and tap and it, add, to yeah, add, yeah, add one yeah. to it. No, totally. And yeah. So anyway, like one of the things that I I do personally is I set up keyboard shortcuts so I can type uh, like a colon and then like a little like nickname for it, and it'll actually f- replace the emoji into it. Yeah. Um, so that's how I do like our. Check client at work, HipChat will actually autocomplete all of these emojis for you. Um, Slack is actually a little better in that it actually they've implemented all of the emojis as like shortcuts in the actual chat client um, instead of relying on like the operating systems like emoji replacement thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a lot it's a lot more fun to like chat with emojis. I think it's one of those things that you know, in a couple of years, like we're going to be doing it and not really thinking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, like I think it's been a problem with the internet for a long time. Like when you think about email, it's really hard to uh, imply tone, right? And emotion with, and, and the English is so um, has so much of it. Like there's like other languages and stuff like that are just a lot uh, don't have as much um, implied emotion in in the tone that you right. have something. It's like very much so much more explicit. So putting it to words is really difficult to. To kind of imply what that tone is, and with emojis, it's like you can show those reactions and you show those emotions and totally. get that across so much easier than with word, than just with words. Yeah, you can also have like much faster conversations because instead of having to type like, "Okay, that sounds great," you can just type a thumbs up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it conveys like the same kind of meaning. It 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 brings sort of more like gestures and like yeah, like tone or like facial cues to conversation, so people can understand what you're saying and. I don't know. This all sounds kind of funny when you think about it. We're just looking at a picture of like a smile face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. Like it, it just makes things a lot or a lot easier to understand. And I think tone is the big one. Like um, yeah, because that is really hard to convey, you know, in text and whether it's emails or you know iMessage or chat or whatever. Um, but if you put like everything seems funny if you put like the laughing, crying like emoji next to it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, um, or like the hands, the raised hands is kind of like raise the roof or like, yeah, or something like that. Blessed. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. With the prayer hands. Um, um, so, yeah, if you if you use, I guess, like an Apple device, you can set up these keyboard shortcuts um, so that, you, you know, when you type in, uh, for instance, I have, you know, uh, colon blessed autocomplete to, you know, the prayer hands, hashtag blessed. Um, and things like that. Uh, so you can really like speed up the way that you you know converse with text or emoji um, by setting up these keyboard shortcuts. And I think Android must have them too. I, I feel like they they can view emoji and they can type emoji. I don't know if they have the exact like autocomplete feature. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But I think I think with with like. Like, I, I use it a little bit, too. Like, I don't... I'm sure my list is, like, much shorter than yeah. your list. Of I'll post a, scr- a screenshot of my list in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, what, what, what's kind of really nice is, is like, the, when it works, like, Apple will, uh, amongst your Apple devices, actually synchronize those shortcuts amongst all your devices. So you can actually set them yeah. up when it in works. your Mac. Yeah. When it works. <laughs> <laughs> in your Mac, and then, and then it will show up on your iPhone. Because it's really difficult, I think, to... To set up those kind of shortcuts in the uh, in the iOS, so it's it's really nice just to be able to do it in your computer and have it synced to all your phones. Yeah, no, that's that's totally true. Like my all the ones I've set up, I've set up like on my computer, like my laptop, 
and then they all sync to my other desktop. They'll sync to my my iPad and my like my phone and everything like that. Um, asterisk when it works. Asterisk, yeah, when it works. Because uh, iCloud, we I'm sure we can have a whole show about bitching about iCloud <laughs> sync issues. But um, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I I I I sometimes I just I'm not really sure when it's gonna happen. And, and so like I I just um, install a new uh, drive into like my desktop Mac Mini at home. Okay. And and and. I started fresh, so like I had a lot of stuff that I was just like ready to like. Oh, let me just start fresh. I don't have too many kind of things there where I want to work work with it. So I, just, I, I installed a fresh operating system, logged in to to iCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's all called iCloud now. It's not Mobile Me. Or no, all iCloud. Dot Mac. Yeah. No, iTools. No. All it's, iCloud. It's, it's <laughs> iCloud. Um, and and like it didn't initially synchronize like my contacts and stuff. But I was like, oh, I just got to give it some time. Okay. And it wasn't until probably like a month in, like a week ago, that it's like, I don't think this is going to happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, iCloud. I, I had the, the case where things would just like disappear when I would come back from like sleeping the Mac. Like I literally would close it and open it back up and iCloud stuff would just go away. And it was, sometimes it was contacts. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, it, most of the time it was my emoji shortcuts, like okay. my keyboard shortcuts. Um, sometimes like messages, like in the messages app, would just randomly disappear. But like, did, did your stuff eventually sync or what no? You have so to do? so uh, after a month, so I would use the messages app on the computer. Like mostly, it's I'll use it on the phone, but I'll use it on the computer if it's more convenient to, be, yeah. to use it there. And for a while, like I would just have to infer context of who called because it, all the phone numbers would show up instead <laughs> yeah, of the contacts because yeah. the contacts weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would drive me nuts. I'm surprised you made it a month. <laughs> so, so it, it, after a month, finally, it's like I have to fix this. When right, I, like, right. And, and when I had to like go to my phone to figure out who, who this message was from. Yeah. And um, so I just I signed out of iCloud. Okay. And then signed back in. And then it then it worked. Then it worked. Yeah, it, within like within like minutes of like signing out and signing back in, it's it's synchronized. Oh, but like I had no no visibility, no no information into into when that. Yeah, when that was I think that that's like really everybody like mo- I just not everybody like it, people that know stuff about technology. The biggest gripe is that you have no like recourse to actually like try and fix this stuff, right? Like. It, like these managed cloud services, like they're great when they work, but if they don't, like what are you gonna look at? Yeah. Right? Like you're just no button to like refresh. There's nothing to be like clear cache yeah. and re-download. Like you just literally had to completely sign out and sign back in, right? Yeah, but like in the end, like it, I mean, you know why it didn't really bother me a ton is I, I feel like is is I wasn't really actually using the app that much on it, and like. I have really low expectations for those, those kind of things that are happening. Like, like I, I mean, like I, I still don't. I, I still run my like iPhone backup to my computer. I still synchronize it from iTunes most oh, wow. of the time when I do my app updates. When I do do my app updates, yeah. I download them in iTunes. How and often do you update your phone, Jeff? Um, I, 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 I'm on a. I, I like. I, I like. I used to be like. I need to get it on the on the day of. Like I remember, I, I paid for like. Overnight shipment to get like Mac OS nine delivered by like Airborne <laughs> Express like nice. on my, back in the day, um, and, and like I, I was really kind of into it. But like like at some point, I feel like in my my older age, I, I just got tired of of not being able to just get my stuff done. Like so, right. like, like like 
when when a new OS kind of comes up, it's gonna it might break some application that I'm using. Yeah. And, and then it's gonna ruin my day. At least at least a day, just to try to get find some workaround or find some way of doing what I was doing before. So I don't know. I've just I've gotten to this to this point where it's just like I just things are working. I don't really feel like any new features that come out are compelling enough that I'm willing to risk like a ton of time for it. So right. I like to let, like a month or so maybe like things that like smooth over. Yeah. If you don't really hear well, much mean, about it, and then 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 I'll go on my. And also usually like in your defense, like the point one release is almost always better in you know all every way. Yeah. I mean and, like sometimes I don't, I don't I don't I don't mind and I'll and I'll run like like like. But I, I'm definitely when when it first, things first come out, like I have no interest in upgrading. <laughs> and there, there's some people who, who who have developer accounts that just they're, they're always running like the betas of, of yeah. their iOS. And I'm just reading and uh, reading about like there's like a like if you set your date on a 64-bit iOS device right now to like something like oh, January yeah. 1970, it bricks it. It bricks. <laughs> you can't even you can't you can't record store it. it yeah. it's completely dead. Yeah, that 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 is pretty crazy. I, I think I saw that too. <laughs> that must suck. Like and and someone in the comments was like, hey, like the Apple Store demo units, like they're they're gonna just all die. <laughs> but no, I, to a certain extent, I like I, I agree with you. I used to run. Uh, back in my Windows days, I used to run like the release candidates and like the betas. MCSE certified. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I used to run like the the RCs and like the betas of OSs because like you know I, I had the time to just like mess around with stuff if it broke or I was super interested in the new features or something like that. And um, but I mean these days I'll I'll still upgrade on the first day because that's kind of what I like to do. But I I am more hesitant because I've seen. Like what was the iOS upgrade that like actually bricked people's phones? Like wasn't it eight? I was like a it was, eight three or something. Like, maybe I thought it was like a, a seven. Or was, was it, it a seven? Or I thought eight? it was like a seven, but it, but it was it wasn't like a big number. It was like an incremental like a third digit number. Yeah, it was like that it, was like seven three one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, like yeah. security fixes yeah. and like everybody that updated well, then right away. It, it, it made the like the the the, vo- the voice phone part stop working. I think. Yeah, it, it, it like yeah. the radio. Something yeah. was messed up yeah. with the radio, and I actually don't know. Did those people have to? Like upgrade again to the yeah, next version, yeah. Because they, I guess they revoked it and they just skipped a version. Yeah, and so went to yeah, point for the two. people who had gotten it, like they they, they released uh, another point <laughs> version update. Yeah, so I guess I'm like I'm more hesitant in that regard, but I'll still I'll still upgrade like you know OS as as fast as I can on the stable release. Now I have a friend. Uh, Ted, who is constantly, he's like in the beta developer program, and he always runs like the the beta version of iOS or OS ten. Or not interested. I just well, I, I'm getting anxious as you talking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I I read the comments on like the threads that are about like the beta OSs, and everybody's like, oh, like this is fixed, but now all these things are broken, and like that just yeah. seems like annoying. And yeah. Also, for something as important as a phone, like God forbid I ever get in danger or something like that, like I don't want to try to call nine one one and then have it like reset yeah. on me. Like that would that's not good. Um, but I still do upgrade. Like, what version of iOS are you on right now? Are you I on nine two? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm on nine two. Yeah, because nine three is coming down soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on I'm I'm nine two. But I think that I mean just to be clear, I mean like it's, it's if it's like mostly about like things that I use every day that I rely on. Like if it's like a if right. it's a device that's like. Like that's an older kind of thing that I'm not using every day. Like I don't really care. Like, like yeah, it's exactly. Kind of like, like the uh, like I have a, like an older MacBook Air that I ha- mostly just use on my coffee table. Right. I'm not too worried about upgrading that. And the, the reason I think for that I don't upgrade as often as I probably should is that is that I'm just lazy. Right. It's like, it's like when I'm using it, I don't want to have to restart it. 
Yeah, and, and then I mean, when I'm would, done using it, I don't want to have to go to the to hit the update button. Yeah, and it could take it could take like twenty or thirty minutes yeah. to upgrade it. And if that's like all you use it a day, then, then that's, that's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Like I, I was using my like I don't I have my 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 like iPad Mini, which is also mostly used on my couch in my right. living room. And uh, I, I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, oh, you have a software for And usually, like, I'm so quick to just dismiss it. And then I was like, what, how, what, when was the last time I updated this? And, <laughs> and it, was, it was actually back at, like, 8.1. It was like, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> That's impressive. Nice. I actually, on the train the other day, I saw somebody using an iPhone 3GS with iOS 6 on it. And I was pretty impressed. You, I think you could run seven on those, right? You on the three GS. Yeah, and right? I couldn't tell if this was an S or not just based on looking at it because okay. I think they had the same like shell. Definitely not. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, they did. But uh, like plastic shell. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, like it, I was also like it made me realize how like how shiny and gaudy like the iOS six interface was. Well, I don't know, like everything was like yeah. like drop shadowed and blurred and oh not not blurred I guess like uh, like. Um, gradients. Gradients. A lot of gradients. Yeah, that's a lot of oh gradients. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at it and just like, ugh. But I mean, at the same time, I, I'm not crazy about the design of iOS 7 and 8 and 9 for that matter. But that's a whole other tangent I think we can get into. <laughs> I don't like clickable text that doesn't look like it should be clicked. Like, bu- <laughs> buttons are nice. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so what else? Um, I think you've talked about in your past one of your your life hacks is just your fashion, like yeah. the way you decide uh, what, what what I think you 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 actually did a whole talk at, with some people about yeah about like uh, decision, <laughs> was a decision fatigue decision fatigue yeah. yeah yeah so we had like a little mini internal conference at work and I did a lightning talk about decision fatigue, which for those who don't know is like a psychological phenomenon where if you have to make decisions like all day. Towards the end of the day, like every every decision, you you care less and less about it, right? So you uh, at the end of the day, you're just kind of like, ah, screw it, like I'm gonna pick this or pick that. So in a lot um, of ways, like life hacks are kind of like ways of of kind of like minimizing that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. reducing the amount of decisions yeah. that you have to make. So like you know, like we talked about before, like you don't even have to think. You can stand at this part of the train platform, or you know, you can type like keyboard shortcuts and not have to worry about searching for emoji. Though that one, I guess, is kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like a first world problem, I guess. But you know, um, but yeah. So like one of the things I talked about was kind of I guess my fashion, which uh, my girlfriend will say how my presentation should have been been called "How to Live Your Life Like Chris Becker." <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's fun. It's, I like to I like to shop at Uniqlo or Uniqlo. I think is how it's actually pronounced. But uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a store that has T-shirts and then in every single color ever. Um, and I think Jeff, you share the same kind yeah. of theory about. Buying dark, you know, neutral blues, tones. Blues, grays, yeah, blues and grays, it all kind of goes together. Because they match, you know, anything. Jeans, right? yeah. Which, but jeans primarily like, jeans, yeah. let's be real here. Put it but, sweatshirt, yeah. Right. <laughs> but also, blues and grays match, like, chinos. They match, like, any other kind of pant that you would wear. Um, but uh, one of the, the ways that I kind of reduce the amount of decisions that I make per day is by having a shirt drawer that every shirt I have matches every pair of pants that I have. And <laughs> it's kind of like a, what is it? Um, first in, last out, a phylo key. Right, I'm yeah, sure yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Depending on how my dryer decides to randomly assort it when I go and well, fold fir- it. First in, first out. First in, first out? No, because if I put it in first, it would be at the bottom of the drawer. 
Oh wow! And then, so, like, so, I, so the stuff at the bottom gets used the least. The least, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. So it's a stack. It's a stack. Yeah, it's a vertical stack. Yeah. So is like, yours different? Or? I I actually when when I do my laundry, I take out the stuff that's still in the drawers, and then I put in the new stuff, and I put the other stuff on top oh. of it, so that like I'm not you I'm using the the wearing things about like in the, the similar numbers. Oh, interesting. And usually, usually by the time I get around to doing laundry, it's pretty empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do laundry as least as possible. That's one of our life hacks. <laughs> and if also, if you buy all darks, you can put it all together. <laughs> Which, yes, mother, I still do sort my laundry if I have to, but I the key is I never have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I think like uh, one of the things that you know, like Jeff and I, we've talked about is uh, just buying dark neutral tones because you don't have to really think about what you need to wear. Um, both of us are also fortunate enough where we work in office environments where we really don't have to worry about what we wear. We kind of just get dressed and we can wear a t-shirt and jeans and everything's okay. Um, but Jeff, do you shop at Uniqlo or do you... Uh, some, some, some Uniqlo, um, some Old Navy, Gap, just mostly kind of like generic. I don't, I'm not big on like... I'm definitely not big on like graphic tees. Graphic tees, like yeah. It's, everything is this pretty solid color. I used to like in high school. I would buy threadless t-shirts. Mm. Um, threadless used to be awesome. Basically, most of their shirts were puns, which I know Jeff you mm-hmm. appreciate. Um, but they like in in like a couple years after that, they started to take a turn t- towards like m- these more like artistic like graphic tees, which I thought were cool like visually, but I wouldn't really wear them. Um, yeah, I liked old threadless. And now I think they're like totally wacky. Um, I haven't looked at them in years. Back in the day, like Woot had really good shirts too. Oh yeah, shirts. they yeah. had their own like subsection of the site for yeah, the shirts, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It was like user, similar user submitted kind yeah. of like art. Didn't they, they also place. have like a wine section of the yeah. site? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, nowadays, like it's, it's Amazon's owned it. So there's like twenty, like there's probably like twenty sections to it. Really? And like, and then and then every section has got probably like twelve deals going on at once, like one main deals and all these kind of small deals. Wow. Well, now, like, meh is the new, like... Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk Mediocre. a little bit about com. <laughs> <laughs> So what, wait, uh, I'm surprised you haven't put, like, a Kindle case plug into the show yet. <laughs> there are actually still a couple Kindle cases available. Uh, they're actually, no, they're I iPad. think they're, they're, they're floral iPad 2 case, neoprene cases. Yeah, so please uh, email us, feedback at controlc.com, or controlc.fm if you want to get it. We'll ship you one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll ship you one, yeah. Because <laughs> what was it, the Fukuburo? Uh Fukubukuro, Fukubukuro, which is yeah, a, yeah. A, a Japanese thing for lucky bag, which is like a cultural thing that a lot of their retail stores do, where you go in and like the, maybe the, the bag costs like a hundred bucks, yeah, and you you're guaranteed to get at least that much in merchandise, okay, and a lot of times you get more money than that than that than that. Like Apple they, will even do these in Japan. Oh no way! Where like people when people stay up all night like waiting in line to, to get it because they have limited numbers. Maybe it was only like five hundred, and then okay. so so the people wait in line and then they'll open up and you can pay your money and then they'll give you this bag and you might end up with like a new MacBook Pro in it. Like so to so you Oh wow. Yeah, you could end up with like a like a much better thing than your money, but you're guaranteed at least what you're getting. For a hundred bucks, yeah. So like a lot of retailers in Japan will do that. And so um Woot, which uh was like one of the ori- like really old daily deal sites, like I think probably about back to like two thousand three, two thousand four, I don't remember the yeah. exact day. Like and they existed, they were pretty tech focused. Um, and it was very true to its like one day, one deal a day, and then they would have a couple more that might be more focused in a different category. But then they got bought by Amazon, okay. and then I think when Amazon owned them, um, they wanted to just 
increase revenue on it. And so like they increased the number of things they would sell. The deals didn't really get as big. They, they would have like this random thing once in a while called a bag of crap. <laughs> and it was great because like it was like, and it's similar to Fukibukuro, I guess, is that you, you'd right. pay five bucks. With a bit more of a sarcastic attitude. Yeah. <laughs> and it was literally them just because they're, they're buying closeout merchandise. Right. Them cleaning out their warehouse. It's like they bought all like this, this like stock and it's like, well, and, and, and sometimes you'd end up with something cool. Like you'd yeah. end up with like uh, with a vacuum or like a, a TV oh, wow. and you'd spend, you'd spend five bucks. And it's like, um, but sometimes, a lot of times you end up with crap, like pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty bad stuff. Like I remember like, like one time, um, Getting like a really random assortment of things of like like old like tea, like like, like but like it was like this like fancy tea that like when you put this thing into the, the water it was like a flower that blossomed. Oh wow! Yeah, that's so random. It's pretty pretty random. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um, because it's all clothes out stuff that I'm sure right. it's like other like manufacturers like merchandisers are are just like couldn't sell so they're just like selling it by the pound. Yeah. So um, but those guys actually ended up leaving. Amazon because they didn't like the direction it was going and then they started mediocre meh lads <laughs> and the first thing they started from mediocre was meh <laughs> um, after woot it's kind of funny meh, yeah. Eh, meh. <laughs> more yeah more bitter as they <laughs> and yeah so they, 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 they I remember like uh, very early on they, they had a they had a, a deal that they were getting rid of these neoprene cases and it was it was a great deal that where, where it was you got you could get 10 assorted you, you that for for what all sorts of different things, uh, European cases uh, for five dollars. You can get twenty for like nine dollars, <laughs> and then you get thirty for like eight dollars. I, I don't remember exactly. So so obviously I ordered thirty. Of course. <laughs> for the eight dollars, because I, I wanted to get uh, just a junk like like a let's go whatever like thirteen inch laptop case for my work computer because I didn't, right. I didn't have one. I was just putting it in my bag. Um, and, and and it was like I have to get one of these for 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 these thirty. And then, and then, so it comes in, and like probably like twenty-two are for assorted Kindles. <laughs> <laughs> Some iPad twos, man, and one that was for like a, a GPS unit. Right. And then, like a week or two later, I, I actually I get a Fukubukuro, which is really difficult to get because people monitor because like you could potentially get a lot more value, and you yeah, can, yeah. like if, if you're if you're diligent, you can get it, you can eBay it, and end up making a bunch of money off of like whatever this merchandise is you got got pretty cheap um but when i got i got that i got i true to like i guess the bag of crap name i got a lot of crap like i got i got like these 20 dollar uh, noise canceling headphones which are terrible right um i got like a, a random like camp lantern <laughs> like double like d battery powered camp lantern thing. oh man and i got more of these neoprene cases, <laughs> probably like another like dozen of them, and these are mostly like iPad two ones. So oh my god! Probably for the last like over a year, I've been trying to give them away. Oh my god! Wait, what did you do with the GPS one? I kept it actually because it was black. It looked okay. okay. So I have a, a GPS. Like, I have. Oh, one so you actually so use actually, it? Yeah. No, I, but I don't use. I kept it because I was intended to use it, but I haven't used it. <laughs> <laughs> Bag of crap. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the, the Kindle cases is amazing. There, yeah, I, I think you got rid of almost all of them. I, yeah, I gave away almost all of them. Yeah, and whether they're being used or not is another question. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're not yours anymore. Yeah. You gave them away, and then you know somebody else can choose to use them. They could. In the end, I didn't get a laptop case. I didn't get a thirteen-inch <laughs> laptop case, which was actually thing. the one thing that I wanted. Yeah. Um. It was eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a lot. I mean, I, probably that's the stress of like trying to get rid of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. So I guess the last bullet point we have here is sort of the media center stuff, which if you tuned into our last podcast, we talked quite a bit about like our media centers and how we watch TV. Um, but Jeff, like, how do you think that saves you time or that's kind of like a life hack? I mean, it saves time in that a lot of ways, like, because like, I, I was, I think I, we talked about like how, how like, it was, like a, I had used a TiVo like really early on. Right, right. I remember the first time using a TiVo, like connected with an, that IR blaster to the cable box and how it would just record things when you tell, like, I want a season pass. It was like revolutionary. And like, yeah. the way it saves time is like, now I'm not watching, you're not watching TV on a schedule. Yeah, it's you're, your you're, own you're, time. You're, you're skipping over commercials. You're doing it whenever you want. And I think that, that that kind of philosophy still holds true on like what we're talking about in media sensors. And in terms of like, um, it's very much it's like when you have time and you're doing it a lot more efficiently. You're right. you're, you're watching it like um, if you're going to watch a, a service that's streaming it, like you're, you're, maybe you're paying for it or maybe you're watching some commercials, but you're not doing it like you're not breaking plans or you're not like going being social because because like you want to be because there's appointment TV like yeah. I guess like gone is kind of like the concept of like prime time, right? At least yeah. for like people that are trying yeah. to optimize or they Thursday stream. must see TV on yeah. NBC, Friday night TGIF. Yeah, like all that yeah. stuff is is totally gone because we watch it. And I say we is it like you know people who are interested in optimizing or who do all of this kind of like media center stuff. Like you know we watch TV when we want to watch TV. Yeah. And, and if, if, if it's something is like a big enough event where uh, like a sporting event, which is still very true, why I still like pay for cable. Oh, yeah. Or, or like, like, like certain things that are just big, like people are going to talk about. It. You don't want to get spoiled. Like right. I think Game of Thrones or like Game of Thrones like is a big one. And yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, I think like The Bachelor, people who watch that, it's like appointment that, that, that still is, but it's kind of like still a cultural thing we did. And it's not like if you didn't watch it, you missed it. Kind of, kind of philosophy where it's like you kind of like oh me, me. I think I had a friend who'd set a VCR timer for it, and maybe we can borrow it or see it. Right. Or kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of that kind of stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think like in general, like the the extra work that we kind of do to set up these systems that record TV or that like acquire TV. Um, I, I think legally, completely legally, uh, completely legally, of course. Yeah, um, disclaimer. Um, but. Uh, I think uh, I think those like it, it's a very small investment compared to the convenience that you get, and I think in general that's kind of like the theme of all of the things we've talked about tonight. Is it's yeah. like a very kind of small upfront investment or like continuous but tiny investment to maintaining kind of like the schedule or like the convenience that we want to maintain. But I think what's kind of funny though is that we have all of these things to to make our lives more efficient and save us time, but then I feel like we fill it with other things and other kind of ways of things that will prevent you from doing the things that are kind of productive, like recording a podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it like, basically what, leaves us more time to dick around on Reddit. Like, <laughs> like, or like, like 10 years ago, um, the decisions of trying to figure out the reaction of emoji and knowing how like the, the, the keyboard shortcut to select it or, 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 or whatever it is to autocomplete to get that thing just wasn't, we weren't wasting any brain power on those kind of no. things. Yeah, we would just type it out. Like, <laughs> or, or like I feel like I mean, we, we spent all the last podcast just talking about the effort that we put into our media centers at, in order to watch things efficiently. Right. But the time and effort that we've put into it to get to that point is a lot more time and effort and thought than oh, well, it's on eight o'clock on Thursday. I, yeah, I, I got to sit down just, and turn it on. Just be <laughs> home at eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, it, it is. It, it definitely is. I mean, I think it's a series of trade-offs, right? Like, like yeah. is, is any kind of optimization or efficiency exercise. But um, I would hope that it's worth it because I certainly feel 
it, it feels like it's worth it, but I really have no data to back yeah. that up. Well, I mean, I mean, so in the end, it, like we can make the claims. Like, like we probably could be having this conversation, obviously not on a podcast, but maybe on the radio. Uh, who know? Who knows? No, nobody right. listens to this on the radio. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but we could have this conversation like 30, 40, 50 years ago and talk about things like a refrigerator and yeah. like um, air conditioning and cars where, where people of those days are like, wow, we can get across the state uh, so quickly and on our, on our right. own terms. Or we don't have to go to the market as frequently because we can go once and put stuff in the refrigerator and it won't spoil. Right. Um, so I mean, like it's these advances, and like, is it is it is it for the greater good? I mean, in a lot of ways, probably yes. I think you could say that, like, people who who can who who now have and how the masses have cars, air conditioning, mm-hmm. and if not cars, just quick travel and all these other kind of things. And and like these, a lot of the time, the things what we're talking about, I think, are are kind of the equivalent of right. those things from like fifty years ago. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think that's a really insightful way to think about it um yeah because you know we we're sort of kind of we're, we're thinking a lot about the problems that we have to solve now right because we have all of this stuff that's kind of given right like yeah you know we can get to point a and point b or you know via mass transit or we can you know do multitasking i think is a huge like advancement in in that regard um and it, yeah, it, it is kind of like you just kind of like blew my mind a little bit there because yeah, if this was happening thirty or forty years ago, we would be speaking into a big like kind of like a listening device thing and it'd be recorded to a vinyl or something. But yeah, <laughs> some analog, yeah, yeah recording thing, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, that that is a really interesting way to look at it. I think. Yeah, and is it is it for for the better? Or is it, or is it like, well, I, mean, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think yes. I think so too. And I also yeah. wonder, like, will there eventually kind of be like an asymptote for like how efficient like us as humans can be? You know, yeah. like, I, I mean. It, like, it, what are the next thing? Like, because like, it, it feels like the, the amount of things that have changed and thinking about like a refrigerator being the, the most modern appliance that like humans had at right. one point. Compared to where we are, where we're talking into these USB <laughs> microphones, converting it to like ones and zeros, and, yeah. and and putting it over the internet on servers that are in an Amazon data center right, or somewhere, yeah, and yeah and like you're all listening these kind of to things. it on a mobile device, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, I, I think like the introduction of like I guess the transistor and like modern computer processing chips and things like that, like have incredibly like increased like the amount of this efficiency that we can talk about and I mean if you think about like what you know at our jobs like on a day-to-day basis like the amount of processing power that the programs that we write or the scripts that we write are doing compared to you know when computers were first introduced right. that would have taken like years to compute. but I mean and when computers were first introduced you had to uh, you had to schedule get time on those things to essentially do things that we could do like in an instant on the oh, computers yeah. that we have, which is kind of funny to think about. It's like, what are we what are we doing with all this extra computing power? We're just that's installing like, 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 JavaScript it's like a wealth, libraries. <laughs> it's like this, this wealth of yeah, this wealth of computing power that like probably uh, so much of it is to like take pictures of cats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, and, and it's also like it, it makes me giggle. Like the as a developer, like you can be just so much lazier now by. You know, your software basically lives on top of these like frameworks that live on yeah. top of these languages that live on top of these compiled languages that live on top of these ones and zeros. Like it's yeah. just like the the rabbit hole kind of just keeps going deeper and deeper to the point where like 
to you know start a website, you can just like you know import a framework. Or yeah, like, but I mean, like you can bring it all the way back. Like, okay, the refrigerator brought us. Like refrigerator needed electricity, you right. had to have like distributed electricity to get to that. And now, and then, okay, now that you have electricity. You have this refrigerator. You have people who are going to the store less because they can refrigerate their food. It spoils less, so they can spend more time uh, harnessing that electricity to do things like creating a circuit. Right. And then that circuit kind of has led to yeah, it's computers, and then and then computers level. It's it's, it's this technology of storing ones and zeros and all of the things that kind of like grew on top of all, all, all like it, it, it's kind of incredible like where it's it's like where everybody it's 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 you're you're contributing back to like this this wealth of knowledge that dates back who knows how many years I mean you can bring it all the way back to like fire like, like right, fire, yeah. or, or, and just civilization itself otherwise like we we'd still be just like looking for food like as our, <laughs> like as our hunters most and gatherers kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of thing. Wow, that got really deep. Yeah, kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of crazy. We're just, um, I guess, at both of our respective jobs, we're just building websites. <laughs> like it's that, that's a, that's another like very like humbling moment when you think about like the work that you're doing on a day to day, like all of the work that had to have been done before that, so that you can just sit in your chair, type on a keyboard, and you know write text that ends up being like a program that somebody can interact with. Whether yeah. it's like another developer that interacts with it or just somebody that's clicking around in a web browser. And then and you think about like, oh, like how the internet came to be is kind of another one of these things where it's just all, it was all these disconnected computers that are now talking in a common language across a series of wires. That's really just like electrical impulses. That's like just electricity. Like, yeah. And whew, man. Craziness. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I don't think we're going to be able to drag this on any longer. No, and make it a little, did like, someone like hotbox this room or something? <laughs> like, what's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, we should probably stop there before we start pontificating about life and the universe yeah. and everything. Yeah. Although they did find gravitational waves today. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Talk about like Einstein being proved right 100 years later. Like, <laughs> whew. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess that pretty much wraps it up for today. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks for listening. All right.